The following is a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk. Episode two of the top and bottom of it. I've realised we haven't actually gone into why it's called that, but uh, we will do in this episode. Uh, my name is Cal Halbert. Uh, my name's Connor Reed, And this is the podcast where we talk about gay things. It's gay things, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Gay things. Because I'm a straight acting gay man. And I'm uh, quite an indiscreet gay man. <laughs> if you want to put it that way. <laughs> You can have a look and get these episodes a week earlier by joining our Patreon page. Uh, page that is patreon.com forward slash felt. Now, that's a reoccurring payment. Uh, you can join the club. You get a membership card. You get a very sacred handshake. Uh, sacred? Secret. It is sacred yeah, as well. It's yeah. a secret handshake and password. And you are going to help build the future of Northeast comedy. Not only can you get bonus content from this episode, but also bonus content from all sorts of other podcasts from the Northeast guys at Felt Nouts. Right. Let's get into episode two. Welcome to episode two of the top and bottom of it. Now, so let's let's go into why it's called the top and bottom of it. Go on then. Okay, so why is it called the top and bottom of it, Connor? Because we were going to talk about uh, tops and bottoms, but then realised that many other people talk about tops and bottoms on podcasts. Uh <laughs> So now we're going to have to really think of a new reason. So what, what is a top and a bottom? Uh, Let's go into the nitty gritty, the filth. A top is a penetrator. <laughs> and bottom is a receiver. And... Receiver. Not the penetratee. That's a bit complex, isn't it? Everybody it is, knows yeah. what, yeah. Top I mean, and bottom. If you want. That's Do you want to say it again? Nah. No. No, that's all right. But there's also versatile. Oh, versatiles in between, the ones who can't make up the mind. Uh, and then what else is there? Can you make up your mind, Connor? Who, me? No. I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made a decision yet on it. I mean, I'll answer the question for you, Connor. You've got a rhinestone uh, dressing gown. You're a bottom. Okay. <laughs> Again, we're stereotyped next time. But yeah. But uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, gay culture, drinking, gay icons. And stuff like that. That's what we're talking about yeah, in this episode. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you're ready. Brace yourself when you're ready. You've been to Wet and Wild and you're all ready. So yeah. I think that I, we mentioned in episode one about uh, the gay scene that I'd never been to one before uh, until I came to the Northeast. But drinking is heavy in the gay community. Really bad, yeah. It's like, like next level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't drink myself, but... Do you not drink at all? Literally not. Yeah. Not at all. Like, even if someone offers, I'll go, oh, no. Yeah, even just... if I'm just in the house, somebody else will drink, I go, no, I'd rather go and get myself a, a, a Robinson's orange juice or something like that. Hey, Robinson's squash. There's a thing about Robinson's squash. You know the... Because um, I was a really good tennis player as a kid, uh-huh. so I love tennis. But you know the little pots that they make that you can just take around with you and put into water if you're out and about? Right. It's called squashed. Oh, ah, yeah. Right? But, and that really pissed me off because I said, why don't... Because they're Robinson's are sponsors of Wimbledon. They should absolutely call that juice. Robinson's juice. Because juice is 40-40 in tennis, right? Robinson's right. juice. But all I'm saying is someone in the marketing department of Robinson Squash 
should be fired. That's all I'm saying. It's a it's a little ask, right? <laughs> but I think it should happen. Anyway, so you you what's your what's your go to squash? Orange, summer fruits, black currant, an apple. Is it black currant? Lemon, lemon and apple separate. Lemon or apple, but I like right. them. They're my faves. Yeah, orange. I think orange is overrated as squash. It makes us sick. Them and black currant. If I have too much of it, makes us ill. I love black currant squash though. Black currant and apple. I like summer fruits. Yeah, I like the um, barley ones. Barley? What's barley? It's yeah, like, like the fruit and barley ones. They're always the cloudy looking squash. Uh, but I like them. I've Good never though. had it. You never had it? Barley. I can't even think what barley is. I thought it was a green vegetable. <laughs> I thought it's a leafy thing. <laughs> I've got so much to teach you, Carl. I've got so much to teach you. So, you don't, you don't really drink. I don't drink for completely different reasons. Uh-huh. Um, I really... I'm interested in drinking. I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. It. I really like it. It's really good. But I don't go to gay bars. I have been, but I just, I never did. I always sat in the old men's bars. I'd walk around. I look at pubs and I go, mm, they've got horse racing on. That's a good bar. <laughs> That's the one. Do you like horse go. racing? No. Uh, but you can oh always my. tell it's a good bar. Do you? I like my horse racing. Do you? Oh, I love it. I just quite I like do. the colours on it. Nah, that's that's very the, camp the, for me. The Queen's horse has got the best colours. I, I believe it's purple and gold. Is purple right? and gold. Well, purple and gold are my colours that I go for for when I'm creating a football team or football kit on FIFA. There you go. Yeah, and I call, yeah, and I call me. I don't call myself the Queen's horses. <laughs> I call myself the Pharaohs. The Pharaohs. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. That. Oh, that's quite nice. It's very good. We started with a very mediocre budget, but then I legitimately bought uh, Frank Lampard and. Uh, uh, I nearly said Kevin Keegan, but it wasn't Kevin Keegan. Kevin De Bruyne. So for some reason on the on this version of FIFA, they were both still playing. Ah, so. uh, FIFA. I was thinking when when on earth did you get the money to buy a football club? But we're talking about a video game. Oh no, no, that no, makes no, more no, sense. No, no, yeah. Are you a football fan? No. <laughs> that was a very certain. Why? Why not? Uh, I don't understand. Yeah, it just doesn't interest us. And in, 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 rugby, there's a bit of action. You know, sometimes there's a scrap. Well, I think we're getting your type, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> <This is laughs> Rugby's far more entertaining. Football and people get hurt. Well, they don't really get hurt, but they pretend for five minutes to get hurt. And nah, I'm sorry. There's too much fannying on about it. So Not mean, having that, mate. No. Not having that. I love football. Newcastle United makes me very, very happy. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Really? It is a weird thing, isn't it, that most men, straight, straight men and gay men I suppose as well not as many gay men but they choose a football team when they're about 11 and allow them to disappoint them for the rest of their life Yeah, that is what football is and I, I love football and I've never been happier to be a Newcastle fan at the moment with Bruno who I adore and uh, congratulations Bruno I, I hear you're expecting a boy with your hussy <laughs> of a girlfriend that you should leave and be with me uh, but uh, yes actually I withdraw that comment I shouldn't have said that because I, yeah. I love Bruno I love Bruno I but yes, congratulations. Expecting a boy. Huh? See? You wouldn't get that from a, a for a gay icon. I don't know. Bruno's not a gay icon he's at all. He's definitely not. I've, even if he was, he's not anymore because you like him too much. I do love him. Move I do love on. him. To the point where I think I'm going to get a dog and call him Bruno. And I love him. That is a dog's name. No offence to Bruno himself, but that is a dog's name, Bruno. Bruno is a good Bruno. Good, good dog name. Bruno. <laughs> Did you just yeah. say... <laughs> I just thought I'd Whoa, try out. What were your lizards called? <laughs> that's terrible Well, the first one I didn't well, for, for those of you that don't know uh, we were talking about lizards on the bonus content that you can find out at patreon.com forward slash felt now so we won't go into any of the story but I want to know the names of the lizards the names of the liver oh well the, the um, liver no the lizards the lizards um, it was called Rock the big savannah monitor who was five foot 
uh, he was called Rock after Dwayne did, the Rock Johnson no he did fuck all he just lied then like a rock <laughs> literally <laughs> the worst thing and then the other one um, I think we called it Caesar but then it had eggs which means it was a girl and then we just didn't name it for the next four years oh, it so it's just, just a lizard a lizard the yeah. gecko the gecko I've, I've had a lot of animals my first dog was uh, a border collie called Peppy mm. and we called him Peppy because um, I mean I was I didn't call him Peppy my mum and dad did so we got him from a farm it was a black and white sheep dog um, and he stank because he came from the farm he'd been uh-huh. rolling in cow shit or something so we called him Pepe after Pepe Le Pew so that was Ooh. Pepe uh, then we had two cats one called Trouble one called Strife uh, <laughs> Trouble and Strife the pussycats um, Strife he was my favourite because he was the one that was about all the time Trouble used to run away because he was a sca- literal scaredy cat uh-huh. just like you'd, you'd see him wandering down the garden and you'd go and say hello to him and he'd run off and disappear for another four days um, I had fish numerous amounts of fish um, but they died in those fish. You don't oh, get, you don't get so attached many. to fish. We used to have a massive tropical tank and we had like well over. Whoa, hundreds. tropical fish! Oh, Someone's yeah. showing off on the council estate. Well, like <laughs> we were the entertainment of the street. So my nice. Dad, my dad got them, and then when they broke up, my, my dad, uh, my mum, I presume she killed the fish. I really do. A <laughs> hundred floating fish the next morning in this massive. One hundred fish. Well, I'm exaggerating, but there was a lot. It was a huge tank. I swear that it's size this wall. If you look in, it's around about, uh, four, what would you say, six foot this wall? Yeah, I would say six about and six a half foot. By, yeah. Big tank. Uh, <laughs> that was such a... That is, I think that's <laughs> the gayest I've ever heard you in my life. Oh, big tank. It was. <laughs> uh, a lot of little fishing, and then they were dead. So that was my man's revenge. Murdered the fish. Yeah. Had loads of fish. Had a couple of hamsters, a rabbit. Oh, I had a lovely... You know what my uh, hamster was called? Candy. Can- candy. Candy the second, because Candy the first was my mum's hamster when she was little. Candy. Yeah, Candy. Mum was called Harry. Was it? Just shows we were two very different children. We were, yeah. My little Harry candy. the hamster and Candy the hamster. Candy had balls, or huge balls. Candy was massive. I just presumed Candy was a girl. So did I. Well, we, we thought until... Uh... My hamster used to sleep with his arse hanging out the window, with his balls hanging out. Window? Your, your hamster had a window? Well, yeah, like, like, oh, like the little, little thing, house, yeah. like the plastic yeah, houses that you get. Ball. Yeah, just some a toilet roll tube. Just toilet roll. No, well, I had a bit of real toilet roll and then the tube. And it got sent there. But it lived in the fish tank, the old fish tank. The massive fish tank? Yeah, that's what he got himself. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. I hope you took the water out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Olympic swimmer, really. <laughs> fair enough. Right, so yes, we're talking about uh, gay culture and drinking is a heavy part of gay culture. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because uh, historically it's something, being gay is something you have to hide? So gay bars were the places you had to go? Now you said that, Now I have no idea about LGBTQ plus history, but men did go to a lot of bars. And if you didn't go to a bar, that would be suspicious. So maybe they had to go to the bar, but then they just went behind a curtain and stuff. Maybe that's why gentlemen's associated. But that's my guess. Possibly. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked into the history of it. But I, it's just got such a heavy drinking culture. And I, I never, as I say, I never go to gay bars, really, because they don't interest me. They bore me. I'd rather sit in an old man's bar talking about football and nothingness over for hours rather than sitting in a, a room with a load of people being very catty and I know that's a very stereotyping no, stereotypical thing actually. but it is it's a proper bitchy place yeah. and I can't be bothered with it but I do love a gay icon oh yeah love a gay icon now we mentioned before in the episode, in episode one go back and listen to that um, that you didn't you went for Kylie Jenner over 
Kylie Minogue. I don't really know either of them, but if you say Kylie, I think Jenna, not Minogue. But it is Minogue. Okay, from from now, from now on, now if on. anyone says Kylie, <laughs> it's it's Minogue. Cher, massive gay icon. Love Cher, yeah. Cher, one hundred percent. Julie Garland, classic. That's mine, yeah. Liza Minnelli. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Elton John. Elton John for me, yeah. Elton, have you got any others? Um, ooh, let me think. Uh, ooh, now you put us on the spot. Uh, I would say Amy Winehouse. I think she's a bit of a gay icon. Really? Yeah. She's a fucking drunk icon for me. That's, I was like, I used to look at her and go, yeah, she's had a better morning than I have. Were you influenced by her by any chance? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Really? Amy yeah, Winehouse? I would, oh, I listened to her last night, actually, but yeah. Boyzone? That's very gay. Boyzone, I've never really... Are they the ones with puppet dancers? The music video? Is that Boyzone? I don't know, the puppet dancers. They do a little puppet dance, don't they? I don't know. But Boyzone was massive, and take that, obviously. Oh, but they had a gay in, so, didn't they? <laughs> they had a gay in. Yeah. Did they? Oh, did Boyzone? What's, um... Boyzone Duncan... had the gay in. Yeah, Duncan James... And then the tall one with black no, hair. No, that's that's blue. Oh, but so they no, had a gay too? Christ! No, no, Boyzone had um, Stephen Gately. Okay, I don't know who he is, but we'll go with it. Well, he's died now, but uh, he came out as gay. And it was one of those things where when he came out as gay, everyone kind of went, we obviously. Need, yeah. <laughs> so, but my, um, I, I nearly said Michael Jordan. No, George Michael. That's who I was talking oh, about. Yeah, George Michael, big George. gay icon. Yeah. Um, and for me, there's something that I didn't realise was a gay icon until about 10, 15 minutes ago to me, was Rico, the WWE wrestler. <laughs> we do not agree on this subject matter. <laughs> well, Lee Carl uh, from Felt Now is in the room. And uh, what was Rico's full name, Lee? Well, thanks for putting us on the spot, Carl, since I'm not on that Wikipedia page. <laughs> was it Americano? He's, no, that is a coffee. He was called... I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. It was Americo. Americo. Constantino. It's a good name, that. So thank you very much, Lee. Uh, Americo. So I was close, Americano. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, Americo Sebastio Constantino. Nah, That's a great one. Uh, yeah, I didn't realise how much I loved him <laughs> until. <laughs> heard you yeah, yeah. Him. But he was. Yeah, yeah. That is a great name. Rico. But the thing is, I think. I love American wrestling. Mm-hmm. Never really watched British wrestling because I think that's just my age thing. It, mm-hmm. Wrestling wasn't on TV as a kid. British wrestling. When I, I like going back and looking at British wrestling. Yes, Not I do. Not like giant haystacks, that was boring, but like actual British wrestling. I love that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I like giant haystacks and Big Daddy. Probably love them. Giant haystacks was a, a, a monster. Isn't oh, it? yeah. Although, but American wrestling was, was what I watched as a kid because that was what was on TV. And... I remember being terrified of Earthquake. It was the most terrifying man I've ever seen. So a lot of people, this is one thing that I always had in school because when I liked wrestling, everyone used to say wrestling's gay. That's what they used to always say uh-huh. to me. Yeah. Wrestling's gay. And I was like, well, I'm in the right place then. But it's, <laughs> but I, I don't think wrestling is gay. I mean, it, did, you, did you get this as well, Wrestling's Gay? Because I know you, you've dabbled in watching a bit of wrestling. I didn't, uh, nobody knew I watched wrestling. Did they not? No. No, Shut the front a closeted door. wrestling fan. Uh, so what's even what's worse, coming out as gay or coming out as a wrestling fan? Well, I still haven't came out as a wrestling <laughs> fan. <laughs> I've outed you. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> no, I think it would have been said that. I mean, let's be honest. It is men in tighty whiteys lubed up in oils and fake tans. I mean, it's quite promiscuous. 
I mean, Ric Flair's thing used to grab people's balls, and my, if that doesn't sound gay, then... It's good, though, isn't it? It's good. Oh, Ooh, I, I do like him. it. Still love him. I met him, you know. What? Yeah. Where? Uh, Did you send a picture of your... Doesn't matter. No, I didn't send to him. Uh, <laughs> but I met my... Uh, where was it? Um, Kingston Rugby Club. Is yeah, yeah. Kingston? Yeah. Yeah, I went to see him there. That's mental, isn't it? Ric Flair, one of the biggest wrestlers of all time and biggest superstars in the world, went to Kingston Park Rugby Club. <laughs> I mean, it is home of the Newcastle Falcons, admittedly. Yeah, but... yeah. No, it was great. I thought I enjoyed it. Yeah, Uber's driving a nice sort of convertible with his wife. Whoa, time. I'm just... <laughs> Sorry, I just realised I was doing a gig last Saturday at Hamilton Athletic uh, Football Club, uh-huh. which are former Scottish Premier League side and are now in the Championship. And I was walking around and you'll find with a lot of sports clubs that will have... Because um, I'm a big sports fan anyway, but you'll find there's a lot of like memorabilia of right, that yeah. club on the and they'll say, oh, this is a picture from uh, the Scottish Cup 2004, Rangers 2... They all, they call themselves the Yakis. Right. Uh, the Yakis nil. And I was going through it and I was just looking through, waiting for the show to start walking around. And uh, this, this woman who worked there came, she looked rough as a badger's ass. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like proper, she could rip your head off. Do you know what I mean? You do not question her at all. Right. Like, you ask for a black coffee, if it comes white, that's fine. Do you yes. know what I mean? There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about that. Uh, she, if you ask for a cocktail, she would look at you as if you're mental. Do you know right, what I mean? Yeah. A shandy is a cocktail to her. Do you know what I mean? That's the sort of level we're at. And uh, I went, and I'm, and I checked to her before, and uh, I was just having a look at the pictures and stuff on the screen. She went, uh, "Got to be honest with you, those kits were better back then." And I went, I said, "Oh," and I, I tried to make like the stereotypical joke, going, "Oh yeah, yeah, shorter shorts was it?" And she just looked at me with disgust and went, "No, the colour scheme." Fucking hell, that is not the conversation I thought was going to come from your mouth. Did I? It's like, I just thought she was going to. I mean, it's my fault for being like stereotyping it and thinking she'll just want the shorter shorts. Do you know what I mean? But no, she was just very much into the idea of the colour scheme was nicer in the fucking 40s or something like that. But anyway, so the gay I get. Do you have gay icons that you genuinely look at and think, yes, I. I relate a lot to you uh yeah i do you know what it is i actually have them on my wall i have them in what? photo frames do you really yeah well they're not they're not all it's just mainly do a fair comedy but we've got quentin crisp who isn't a comedian but was a gay man in the 1920s yeah um so we have quentin crisp and then we have uh eddie Izzard. yeah they are on there and we've got um there's loads like larry grace and frankie howard kenneth williams um joe lysis up there um, Ruben Kay from uh, Australia and things like that. There's loads of people who sort of embody it and mm-hmm. then therefore can be somewhat of an icon. Yeah, it is, it is interesting, isn't it? Because they don't necessarily have to be a gay man to be an icon, as we've mentioned before, with the likes of Kylie and Cher and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. To me, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've missed out one of my favourites, uh, Lorraine Kelly. Lorraine Kelly, I fucking love Lorraine, Lorraine Kelly. Kelly. Oh my God, Heather Trott. Heather Trot, Cheryl Fergus, don't want yeah. to brag. No, Cheryl, good yeah, friend of mine. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to uh, get out Cheryl's phone number just to prove <laughs> to you. Let's uh, let's have a look. Where's Cheryl? Here we go. Cheryl, there we go. Look at that, Cheryl Ferguson. Cheryl Ferguson on the phone. I know. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Me did a panto with her. One of the loveliest women I've ever met in my entire life. Oh, Cheryl. Yeah. She is so so nice. But yes, Heather. That's mental, isn't it? The, th- the thought that Heather Trot. So it's not Cheryl Ferguson that's the icon. It's Heather Trott it's that's Heather the Trott icon. Specifically. The the character. That's weird, isn't it? I grew up like I grew up no in like so young that you don't know what gay is. But 
Heather Trott was something I was attached to. I loved Heather Trott. Do you think it's because she adored George Michael? I look back and I think that, but back in the day, you didn't even know who George Michael was, little me. So yeah. it wasn't like, oh, but she likes George Michael. I like George Michael. We must be a, a thing. Yeah. Because I, I don't think, looking back, I don't think I had any gay gay icons. I don't think I did, although I jokingly said about Rico. What about Sean and the Knicker Factory of Coronation Street? Never watched Coronation Street. Sean. Was always an EastEnders person over that. Uh, but even EastEnders, the only gay character before, like, um, in recent years was um, Mark Mark Fowler and he wasn't gay but he got uh, it was they went with an AIDS um, storyline story mm-hmm. and it was just a negative nastiness and there was just constantly saying you're gay you've got AIDS and it, it wasn't he had eight, he was HIV positive mm-hmm. uh, did die of AIDS of the virus which is um is a, is a storyline that many people have got but it was just a negative storyline so and that was the only thing they ever touched on in being gay initially mm. um and but I, I do think people underestimate how important soap operas are in life in general yeah i mean it was always everybody i feel like every household had it on working yeah. class you definitely somebody watches emmerdale yeah. or coronation street or yeah. eastenders or all of them do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, a lot of people watch. I mean, my family were all East. I haven't watched EastEnders for years now, but I think if I were to watch a soap, it would be EastEnders uh-huh. again. Yeah. But I think, but Barbara Windsor, she, I would say oh, she's yeah, a gay definitely, icon. Definitely, definitely. I love Babs. But she was in on the West End and all the um, Polari sort of language, and yeah. obviously walking around with Kenneth Williams and that. So yeah, and I think there's, but yeah, to me, I don't think growing up I had any gay I- icons. But I certainly had people that I looked up to and stuff. So, like, probably Freddie Mercury had more of an influence on me than I realised. He did when I was 15. Really? Yeah. Why then. so? Um, because I was finding out that I was gay. And yeah. then I could relate to his sort of persona. I think I watched a lot of documents of what he actually got up to apart from his stage. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, but yeah, that, that, that's the only thing I could connect with him. But I love his music, obviously. But yeah, know. I mean, I think, I mean, for a start, being called Queen is yeah. very fabulous anyway. But Freddie Mercury, to me, one of my most recent shows was called The Great Pretender because mm-hmm. um, obviously I do impressions and stuff like that. But I think the the, the reason I like, do you know, I looked at Freddie Mercury because it was he was like a a go-to gay insult that people would call you. Do you know what I mean? It was like, if anyone was taking the the mick, they would dress up as Freddie Mercury from I Want to Break Free. Do you Uh know what I mean? That was always the the go-to punch down sort of thing. So, and I adored the smug arrogance of Freddie Mercury. I found found it hilarious. Uh Like, really, really funny. And I liked the arrogance and that no one could touch you. Do you know what I mean? Because they were just too much of a superstar to to go to and but yeah I, I don't think in terms of like the idea of all these icons of being of Cher Judy Garland Liza Minnelli all these people that are so highly held up in gay culture they've never really meant anything to me because I've, I've tried watching RuPaul's Drag Race I don't know if you're a fan of RuPaul's do, Drag Race yeah, yeah. I've watched the UK version oh it's so much better I prefer mm. the UK version uh-huh. because I can't bear I can't bear the show anyway because to me drag queens aren't what they're portraying anymore so there are drag queens that go on to RuPaul's Drag Race where I go well you look amazing you look really fabulous and Uh stuff and you look like a woman do you know what I mean but to me 
that's not what drag is. Drag is like a 50-year-old bloke in a wig with a still still bit of five o'clock shadow going, come on, you can sing along, but only in the <laughs> fucking chorus. Oh, come on, sweet Caroline. That's Go on, love. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is what drag is to me. Certainly British drag, yeah. anyway. That's what I think. When they made the UK drag race, I was like, I hope it's the really focused on British drag because what I saw across in America, I would go, well, that's not necessarily our drag. Our, our drag comes from the days of the pantos and all that. So yeah. ours is very much, it's definitely man in a dress, but we'll go yeah, along yeah. with it anyways, whereas America was very much, you've got to look really fishy and yeah, you've got yeah. to look as if you could fool and it's not about what's, that. What's your opinion of panto dames? Um, it depends. I think actually with RuPaul coming here, it, it, they've changed the standard. If you go and see a panto dame now, they don't look like what we used to get. They all literally look like women. Yeah. They look like it wears in the day. But I did enjoy them because that was the culture. That was culturally British panto yeah. dames. You shouldn't touch them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love a panto dame. And I know there's a lot of people... This is something that pisses me off, actually. People that get offended on behalf of other people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's so offensive. That. You go, no, it's not. It's just a gadget in a dress. Do you know? I think that's funny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I don't like the the idea of, of the like, as you say, people looking like women being... Um, dames I don't like that I do like an overweight man in a dress I think that's funny <laughs> yeah. I, and I still do and it is those age old jokes that you have in panto which which I love because I do a lot of pantomime and every, sometimes there isn't a dame in it at all Right. but when there is a dame it's always a bloke in a dress it's oh, not yeah. a drag queen uh-huh. no I, I definitely think that's how it, it should be although I'm sure there are drag queens who do brilliant jobs but I think there's a very um, cultural uh, thing that surrounds being a dame uh, and it's very different to drag like I say my favourite drag sort of thing would be like Lily Savage but she gets trashed yeah. by uh, American queens because um, again they had the opinion that it's not about looking it's about entertaining well this is why um, Paul O'Grady hasn't been on the UK version of RuPaul's Drag right. Race that as is a judge basically, yeah. because although because if you think of British drag Lily Savage is at the top of the list yeah. Like, and I actually believe that Paul O'Grady is funnier than Lily Savage. Do you know what I mean? When you watch yeah, the Paul O'Grady show, Paul I I endear myself to him and I find him funnier than I do Lily Savage. But he doesn't do RuPaul's Drag Race. He doesn't want to do it. They don't want him because they're not portraying what British drag is, in his opinion. Yeah. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Because you mentioned in episode one um, about dressing not to get in trouble. Like... Like yeah, so being it, being cautious of what you wear. Me, I'm a tramp. I wear whatever the fuck I want. You know, I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. I, I wear a suit or I wear scruffy clothes. That's all I am. But uh, tell me more about what you think about that. Uh, well, what it was linked to where you're from. So, for example, I'm from quite a, a very working class area, a lot of council state area. So, um, the culture is a little bit more backwards there. Yeah, and therefore, how you dress, there's definitely a sort of standard of norm there and if you don't fit that standard violence is a legitimate threat to how you looked at uh, so for example if you aren't wearing a tracksuit or something quite bland jeans or yeah. top then you possibly are target for some sort of crime yeah well, well well first of all that's terrible but also i think it is very interesting because i don't think I was always wearing sports clothes because I was a tennis player and I would always do sports. So I would uh-huh. always do that. And when I came out as gay, all the people I did sport with very cleverly thought I wanted to sleep with them all. Um, but I, I didn't. I mean, there were two of them. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. I would. But, <laughs> so most of them, no, I wouldn't. But it's like, 
uh, yes, yeah, so I was always wearing sport clothes. But then when I came out, you'd see all these different things and you go, God, yeah, I think I want to, I need to start dressing like them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so I, I'd go to Top Man and I'd go to all these different uh, River Island and shit like that. And I'd buy all these clothes. So I thought this is what you're supposed to wear. And I fucking hated it. I, I would, because I'd spent so, I say so long, a few years once I realised I was gay, hiding the fact I was gay. And then when I came out, I was then hiding who I was because trying to fit some trying to fit into box. another box. I was like, no, fuck that. I dress like a tramp and I'm happy with that. And I'll <laughs> sit this is how I look, my hair's falling out. I'm an alcoholic and I dress like a tramp. How do you feel about that? Do you find me sexy? No, right, we'll move on. <laughs> there we go. You're wrong because I am sexy. Do you know what I mean? It is difficult being this sexy. But it's yeah, it is it's an interesting thing having to like fit into boxes and stuff like that because yeah. you, we, you mentioned something about ASOS I don't know what ASOS is well ASOS is at first was a luxury now it's the bane of my life because it's bought up all the shops I used to shop at in person right. I like to shop in person but now I've got to do it online because I've so bought I, when you say go shopping in person what do you mean like, like, I, like I, just I, browsing the shops no I, I purchase no, yeah but I mean but would you go out and on a I, rare occasion I would purchase <laughs> Not window shopping, but yeah, yeah, I would go in. I would, I would want to try on. For example, clothes don't fit me in different oh, brands. Fuck that! I'm not trying clothes on. But, but but brands are different. So for example, Burton's is a far larger fit than what I would like. Whereas um, Top Mind is a small, but the small isn't actually a small because they have an extra small and they have an extra extra small. So I need to find out the difference between the small, the small, and the extra extra small. It's all a bit confusing, but that's why I like to try. Them I on. I just put a medium on. I don't try clothes on. I can't be asked with that. Well, see, I just go with extra small now and hopefully... Well, you'll squeeze into it either way. If <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fit your book, but you're going to get it anyway. <laughs> but I, I would never be a, a shopping browser. I would never do that. I would just... If I needed something, I would go to the shop, buy it and leave. I cannot be arsed with going round all these look. different shops. No, why, nah. why would I look? I, I don't see. need anything. Now, nah, see, the thing... I'm sort of fussy. I go, if it doesn't catch my eye, it doesn't deserve to be worn. So... <laughs> He doesn't deserve to be worn. <laughs> so like, I look, when, I, when I shop online, my dad used to hate us because I would scroll through the uh, online so, so quick and he'd be like, well, you're not even looking at them. And I'm like, if it doesn't catch my eye, it doesn't deserve to be worn. And I would flip through dead fast and he hated it. I remember once, for the only once in my life, he took us out shopping, me and him and his partner at the time. And uh, he was raging because we spent about five hours in TK Maxx. I love TK Maxx. And I only bought one thing because the rest I just did not like he was nah. raging he was like, I didn't come out see by one thing. if if I am in a shopping mood it's TK Maxx but I will only go to TK Maxx I don't really know what they do it's just everything everything it's brilliant I've never been in it's a bit it, that's a straight shop that's quite heavily straight I, shop I think that's quite straight <laughs> me what's, got, the, what's the difference between a straight shop well, and a gay shop as it's got a bouncer on the door okay and then <laughs> You go up the stairs and then every it's all quite masculine. I, w- I wouldn't see a crop top in there. I don't think. We'll have to, I'll have I to don't know. Look. You might do. I've never. Maybe seen not it. in the male section. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. But if I went to a uh, top man in the Pride Month, oh, it'll be full of crop tops. Right. ASOS full of crop tops. Do you remember Top Man Radio? No. 
No. But I heard Top Man was out with my nana was little, so it's quite a... Oh, Top Man Radio, yeah. I, I used to want to be a, a radio DJ for Top Man Radio. I always used to want to sit underneath the... They always used to put the radio DJs underneath the escalators. So, like, the DJs were always, like, sat at, like, a 45-degree angle. They must all have to go get a chiropractor now. But you just hear this voice. They'd be playing really crap music and go, Top Man Radio. Oh, yeah. 25% <laughs> off the blue labels. <laughs> this was great. I was going, oh, yeah, I want to be on Top Man Radio. Next music that like, that's a bit like the DJs at Wet n Wild that we're talking about. There was the a DJ podcast. at Wet n Wild. Yeah, past nine o'clock. Well, nine o'clock, eight o'clock till nine. DJ. That's mental. Yeah. That's totally mental. But no, I've, I've just thought then. I do browse in a sports shop though. Which one? Any sports shop. Any. I will browse. That's so boring. It is not boring it's just at bicycle all. Bicycle seats, isn't it? It's bicycle <laughs> seats. Wheels on the walls and all that sort of stuff. I don't think I've ever been into a sports shop and gone, oh, I love the look of them bicycle seats, mate. <laughs> it's been a long time since Why I've been is in that? One. Why is that the thing that comes I to your head when a sports the, shop is brought up? <laughs> the last time I went to one, I think it was for my sister's 14th birthday, we got our bike, and we spent an awful long time trying to get the right seat. So that's all I know about bike shops. What? I bet you, shops. the right seat? Surely a bike just comes with a seat and it's on there? Well, it was a BMX. I don't think my granddad understood that the seats are quite low down. Well, you're not meant to sit on a BMX. No. So he was trying to find a seat that came up a bit. So. <laughs> right, okay. That's why Fair enough. Here. Fair enough. Because, yeah, I will browse. I like to have a browse at the football shirts. Oh. Big browser of a football shirt, me. Love it. I love to get a new Cassie United shirt. Love it. Love a New England shirt. Sounds mate. bloody awful. Oh, it's great. No, it's no different. Imagine getting an England... Would you wear an England shirt that was a crop top? Oh, I don't wear crop tops, but <laughs> I like to stand up for the people who wish to wear crop tops as a sign. <laughs> what if... Yeah, but... So, would you wear an England shirt? No, why? Why would I? What if you were going to an Football? England match? I, w- I wouldn't be going to an England match, <laughs> would I? I've got things to do. Would you not go to the pub to watch the England game? Never. I wouldn't go to a pub. I don't go to pubs. Apart from gigs, obviously. Yeah. But, so, but, I t- this, no, is, this, is, this is like, this is my alcoholic brain going, but <laughs> it's don't. the pub. You know, <laughs> why would you not go to the no. pub? I don't get it. Like, oh, like, did you never like, you know, when you go on holiday, you'd always see the families in their best football shirts. Oh, no, not me. Not my fault. Well, one, we didn't go on holiday that much. But even if we did, Christ, you wouldn't go to America wearing a Newcastle top, would you? Oh, someone went to America. You're doing all right. Yeah, we did. Um, No, we did uh, Europe. I mean, that was very good of us to be able to get to Europe, actually. But um, uh, have you ever seen a Mac? I'm in Milan. I don't think so. (laughs) I have. (laughs) I've been to Milan and I don't know why I brought that up. Uh, But yes, we went to Europe. I knew there was some form of line about being in Europe where Sunderland haven't. And it was very, very struggling. But... Uh, yeah, we, we were going to... My parents were never sporty people. Mum liked watching tennis, but I was big on sports. Yeah, my dad was a sports sort of... Not fanatic, but boxing. He liked the violence. Uh, but then then now he goes to football and horse, and horse racing. Horse racing? Yeah. E. And you like horse racing? I like horse racing. I love the tennis. New balls, please. And... On a, on, and on a personal note, I love that. I love that sort of like, I love those, like, you know when you go to like working men's clubs and stuff like that, where they always march on and go, and on a personal note, may I just say, but yes, from the Top and Bottom of It podcast, congratulations to number 39 for Newcastle United, Bruno Gubbiarish. <laughs> Who's Bruno? Is that Bruno? No, don't you dare stop it, yes. All right. On the fact that you are expecting a little boy. I'm very proud of you, Bruno. And I'm trying not to laugh, but I think 
if I don't laugh, I will cry because I'm very, very proud of you, Bruno. You're the best player we've ever had. You score so many goals. That was a Feltnout production. To find out more, visit feltnout.co.uk.